Hui Maliola proudly presents Leo Kupa, Eho'olono Mai, the thought-provoking podcast on perpetuating Hawaiian healing and wellness. Brought to you this month by Mamalani, all-natural deodorants, body powders, and body products. Aloha in a packaging handmade by Hawaiians. Use the coupon code LeoKupa for a 10% discount at mamalani.com. Financial Benefits Insurance, specializing in Medicare, life, and health insurance, helping to educate our communities to maximize their benefits. Benefits are our business service sets us apart. Visit Financial Benefits Insurance at fbihi.com. The Indigenous Soap Company, created on the island of Oahu, the indigenous comes from their passion in using native medicinal herbs and oils from all over the world. Use the coupon code LeoCupa for a 20% discount at indigenoussoap.com. Alana Natural Therapy in town and Pico Akea Therapeutic Lomi and Rehabilitation Massage in Kailua. Lotus Blossom in you, Lomi Lomi Ho'oponopono, Farm La'au Lapa'au, Dula and Paliwahine Birth Support Services. Use the coupon code LeoCupa for a 10% discount at the lotusblossominyou.com. LeoCupa is hosted by Kamakanui Ha'ilono Jingao. Okay. You want to open up the... Open oh, them up? Oh, yeah, yeah, well, why don't up, you? I'm going to open, uh, 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 the, the, open them up with the pule over here. Yeah. Uh, well... Or you like well, no, say no, one pule before we start? No, uh, I, I really, rather than continue, uh, I think, you know, just... It doesn't matter in its true sense. I think what is important is how you want to, you know... I think there was a point of you asked permission to come and I say, come on, Mike, can, we can start from there. And then, you know, intro, introduction and then we pull it in. How's that? Okay. Okay. Uh, I was thinking, okay, should we just pull it and then go? Yeah. You know, but it's okay because the pulley would come at that point. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Maybe we pull it yes. at some point in time. Okay. I'm going to open them up with a pulle. Okay. Yeah, okay. Ekea kua mauna lua la ila lo ke kai Na auma kua ya ka hina kua ya ka hina alo Ika hikili komoha Na kupu na mahalo piha Eho mai kai, kai kai ka, ka man kyo. Mania uko, mania mako, mania kako, a mama uano, eho omana, nui. Kako, aloha. Aloha. As we continue in prayer, uh, Lord, we just ask that. Uh, as we spend time here at my home uh, in, on Molokai, we just pray that we would be able to accomplish what our message is for all of those that will be able to hear the message that we're trying to achieve in sharing how good we are and what we can be. So with that in mind, we ask that you will give us the guidance to be able to achieve this message. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Kako. Aloha. Aloha. Eho'olono mai. Welcome to Leo Kupa from us at Hui Maoli Ola. 
The mission of Hui Maoli Ola is to perpetuate Hawaiian healing and wellness and empowering our people through healing. This Leo Kupa podcast is a way of capturing the stories of empowerment from our kupuna and practitioners in our community. Today we have a special guest and friend joining us, Anakala Herbert Hurl. Aloha, Herbert. Aloha. Uncle Herbert Ho grew up in the Ahupua of Hakipu. From a young age, the importance of Ohana and Aina was integrated in daily living. After retiring from the Honolulu Fire Department, Uncle Herbert recognized the health disparities amongst our native Hawaiian people. His Aipono program aims to reestablish the connection of our traditional foods and our traditional well-being. Anakala Herbert was featured in the series Na Loea, The Masters, Food for the Soul, he is a husband, father, grandfather, great-grandfather, an uncle, and kupuna. Leo Kupa Paipailima. Let's welcome Anakala Herbert Ho. Yes. Uh, so, uncle, continue with that intro. Share with us how you became so passionate about our traditional food and, and aipono. Aloha. Uh, for me, I always felt that our food was very important. Not only that, in, when I say important, but that it has great power in it. I did not quite understand what that all meant. But what I truly found that, you know, as growing up, the foods that, you know, I grew up around was all around me. And I come from as mentioned earlier, that I come from Hakipu'u, and it's a very small community, and I think most of you don't know where it is, and it's a good thing. We <laughs> want to keep it that way. But more importantly is to allow you to see that in my opportunity to not only be born there, but raised there for most of my adult life, I, uh, I'm now on Molokai, but I didn't come to Molokai to live until after I retired. And one of the reasons was to be able to, you know, allow uh, Auntie and I to really uh, move away from home, to allow our children to spread their wings and still remember where they come from. So uh, they started uh, like I did in Hakipu'u, but they moved all over throughout the world, if you may say. And what is truly important, and I find it to be true, that wherever we go, uh, Hakipu'u is always home. So we know who we are, we know where we come from, and we take great pride of who we are. So with that being said, uh, you know, uh, as I was growing up, you know, uh, I was able to notice that, you know, maybe because of our humble background that, you know, uh, although I didn't think we were poor in its true sense, you know, I said, get everything, we, you know, but from a Western point of view, you know, money was the issue uh, of which we didn't have. But as far as food was concerned, and uh, the wealth of where we 
are at that moment was in Hakipu'u. And he had everything that we needed to sustain life and sustain life well. Uh, there's a couple things that occurred. I, I was able to be inquisitive enough to know what was edible mauka. You know, all the vegetables that was up there, all of the, you know, all of the, uh, uh, all the fruits, all of the taro, all of the, uh, you know, the hoio plants, all of that, those kinds of things was all mauka. But then we're right next to the ocean too. And that's where we spent most our, of our time. We, uh, Mauka and Makai was always like playground for us. We didn't need to come home for, for eat lunch. We ate lunch up there, whatever was there. We ate lunch or, you know, lunch uh, down the beach, right there, loaded from coconuts to anything in the ocean. You know, and all we needed to do was light one fire and make puleo down there. All of those kinds of things, get crab, get limu, you know, uh, even uh, the, what's that, the, the nuts that was there. We, we really uh, enjoyed our lives. But until, you know, we had to go to school and then, oh, we need to pay for our lunch. Then I realized that, you know, then maybe we didn't have everything and money was the key. And then it kind of caused me to be a little concerned. And I try not to, you know, so I try to be quiet about things. But I said, you know, I don't really need it, but that's the rest of the community. And I'm living in a community that, uh, you know, creates the thought that, you needed money, but we never have. So I was a little hesitant about not being too outspoken because I didn't want people to know who I am. But I said, you know what, we get them, but it's best I not be, you know, that open. But I know that it is all good. So uh, that is the life that I lived. And it was quite important. With that being said, you know, I did say we didn't have much, but the home that I come from is like, that's where everybody come. The you gathering know? spaces. Yeah. You know, it's uh, a place of refuge, if you may say. All my cousins, everybody come, you know. You know, we're always going to get something on the table. We always had poi on the table. And whatever else get was always open. It was always open. And, you know, uh, you know it, it, it was that basically we were raised by our mom. Because I, although uh, for a very short time, my dad was alive, but he wasn't well, he had a stroke. So, you know, and he's of Chinese uh, background. 
descent, you know. And there's a sense of pride from, because they came from China, actually. But my dad was American. But, you know, but there was that sense of pride, you know, like it ran deep in our Chinese side of our family that, you know, uh, you know, they came here to be doctors and lawyers. Anything less was, you know, not who they are. They strive for that. But then my mom come from a different part. It's for everybody. We all good. So there is this uh, thought that runs through us, and and we experience both of them, because our family happened to have Chinese that were doctors and attorneys and all of those kinds of things. They came, you know, as uh, merchants here. So they had that kind of thought and drive. But mom being true to her upbringing, that is for everybody. What we have is for you and whoever comes to our home. So there is that uh, background that I come from. So I never felt that we didn't have it, but I wasn't out there to say, you know, that's who I am. But quietly, I was able to put myself in a position to, you know what, we can survive in this environment and do well. The other part I wanted to be sure that my mom was able to do what she felt was important and it was just to take care of us. But with that kind of background, there's a lot of behind talk, you know, well, these guys, they're not, you know, must be lazy then. I didn't challenge that. I didn't. But in my heart, I was challenging it. I said, no ways. That's not who we are. So I grew up with that kind of mentality. What you see is not really who I am. And I, the first thing that I did was right out of high school so that, you know, there was uh, an opportunity to maybe better the financial part of our family. So as one less mouth to feed, I was able to have a place to stay, get an education, and it was because of military. And being a good American, I decided that it is my duty to serve our country. So that is in 1959 when I 1956, when I graduated from high school, so right into the military. And a lot of us, you know, at that stage of our lives, because we're all farmers, because of where we, everybody was going into the military to better ourselves, because, you know, we had a lot of plantation people where everybody was looking to better ourselves. And the military was one avenue. And, I was able to take it, and, you know, but I learned a lot, but I wanted to come home because I wanted to take care of mom. So that is that part of my life. But then as things were going, I was very fortunate. At that time, 
there was peace in our nation. So the military was an opportunity for me to get a great education. Out of my, you know, because I was so young, I was uh, able to only go to the military for three years because I was 17 years old. And by, uh, by the standards, if I went that early, I was able to come out on the day before my 21st birthday. But I went in in September. My birthday is in October. So I only served three years and I got four years of military time. But in the three years, two of them was in training. And I became, a, of all things, an aircraft mechanic. And if you can understand that, we had no cars. We didn't have in our family. So I don't even know what a mechanic <laughs> ought to be like. I didn't even know what a carburetor was, ignition and all of these things. But, you know, that's the best way to learn from zero. So I had no faults. Yeah. I didn't need to tell the, the trainer or oh, what. I was all ears listening to what he had to tell me. And whatever it, I took it, that, that's what it did. So I ended up being a, a mechanic. There were other things, but for me it was to be able, and I joined the Navy in particular because I wanted to see the world. So, but, you know, uh, I, I did get to see a little bit of it, but the education component was very important. And then with that in mind, uh, you know, I was able to do that. I was able to come home. I ended up working for uh, uh, Aloha Airlines, you know, but what I learned about uh, aviation, uh, you know, economy, it was up and down because they went with military contracts. So every August, we get laid off, I said. But then as that was going, I was, you know, it, it paid well, but, you know, every six months I get three weeks, uh, three months layoff because that's the way the comp, uh, uh, military works. But anyway, so, and, you know, it was an opportunity that I was able to meet my wife-to-be, and we fell in love, and, you know, we started to raise our family. But every August, uh, you know, back to unemployment then. You know, that kind of thing. And I said, wow, you know, that's not where I need to be. But anyway, that's part of my so-called education component. But there were a lot of good things about the military, uh, and I'll get back to it. But I need to kind of share what was important to me was that I wanted to make sure that uh, my children that I have would be able to live in the world that was before them. So I put a lot of focus on education. Mm -hmm. And I stayed very close to 
my children and to the point that you know whatever they participated in I was right with them because in traditions you know Chinese I'm not sure but you know we never spoke to my dad you know all he did was tell us what to do and as a good you know uh, kids we obeyed what my dad said but we really never have that so-called uh, you know father all he was was someone of authority and we only listen there was no communication that's all we do was listen but that was a good thing too but I learned a lot from him too but then he was sick and he really struggled with that you know but that's all I know of him but the key was he was a very proud person and because of his background because he did have you know a, you know because he worked uh, you know for the county and you know he was a surveyor so you know he had a good job but again because he was sick then you know he couldn't quite provide for us so that really hurt him but again we kind of saw all of this but it was important that and then he passed when I was just in the, just going to ninth grade so you know I didn't know much about my dad but I knew that we needed to take care of mom. So again, I'll just share that part. So I was always, but then, you know, there were a lot of things. And uh, because of that, I learned the value of the food that was just around us. I knew almost all of the limu that was just in Hakipu'u, because that's where I come from. I, I could name almost all of the fish that was just around Hakipu'u and Kaniohe Bay because that's where I come from. So not only that, but I had the good fortune of my cousin's tutu man who happened to be Japanese who was a fisherman. So he was actually one that did fishing on a commercial basis. So being young and an opportunity to make a few dollars, so me and my cousin, uh, you know, that's what we did. But then, you know, we the bottom, we just work hard and whatever we get, we just be thankful. But those times I was able to learn how important the different fishes were because, you know, we sell a good fish as guys eat what we call uh, leftovers maybe because, you know, uh, the crab went bite the eye so it's not, so we get to eat those. But, you know, that Japanese tutu man, I learned so much from him, you know. And he made the best breakfast. He made the best breakfast of all the leftover fish. And till today, I still have that sense in mind, I said. You know, what people think is opala fish as my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, you know, veki, uh, you know, uh, don't bring too much money, so uh, we eat that kind, uh, you know, maybe well, the kumu and the moi and all of the 
Malete wa he gotta go to the market. But you know, all these other fishes, the fish from the reef, all uh you know, the Palani and all of those weren't money fishes. But you know, that's the best fish that we ate and I know all of about that. With that being said, this is my introduction to food service. I didn't realize that today everybody think I know so much, but that's what we did growing yeah. up. Was just I was blessed to be able to capture that from that point of view. Now, people, as was mentioned, you know, we the masters of look, I just papa kipu. My, you know, my Japanese tutu man taught me all of these kinds of things, and then others, because I was always inquisitive of, oh, how to make this and how to make that, you know. So that's the beginning of my true journey till today, when it became very evident when I retired from the firehouse. But during my time in the firehouse, because of my military time, I was able to get four years of advanced training. Four years that was guaranteed to us as veterans. But the good part, I didn't have to go to war. But it was the guys that was after me, after, who were, you know, that was part of before and after the Korean War and the Vietnam War. Then we had what the military was to give us four years of education. But I had that and I was in a firehouse so I took full advantage of it. Two years to be used for fire science and that's the highest that the state was able to uh, give us as far as University of Hawaii was concerned uh, in what my profession was. In order to get further training in fire science, then I needed to go to the mainland, but I chose not to. I felt that I had enough fire science program to get to the point that I was able to uh, be a, uh, get myself to be a captain because of those two years of training. So I was able to, you know, be able to be, become a captain. But that was all part of the training. But then I had two more years. I could have gotten, you know, a bachelor's degree in science. I chose not to. I chose to use the next two years into food service management, which was my passion instead. So I got my uh, so-called uh, professional two years, and I got my passion for two years of training, formal training. So I knew all about food, but I wanted to know the technology of food. And that two years was at Kapiolani Community College. So I graduated from there also. But as that was going on, I was raising my family and, you know, like I mentioned, 
I was, you know, I, I made it a point that we're going to stick as a family. And everything that we do is family. Realizing that I'm not, because of being in a fire department, I needed to, you know, have time with my children. So dinner was very important because every other day I come home. I'm gone for 24 hours. You know, with that in mind, dinner was very important. So we will wait till everybody come home from school. Whatever they're doing, sports, because it was very uh, evident in our, and very important to our family. So we don't eat till everybody come home. So dinner time was when the family time was. And then whenever we're off, I'm always wherever the kids go. So family is important. And, uh, you know, uh, although, you know, I, I claim to be, you know, a believer, a Christian, if you may say that, you know, I thought doing what I did was okay, good enough to consider myself worthy of being called a Christian. I didn't realize that it wasn't all that true. Just being good part-time is not what it's all about. You know, understanding who God is is important. So with that being said, uh, you know, I didn't get to realize that until, uh, you know, much later in my life as and it was doing when I was a firefighter. And, you know, and you could see this idea so to the point that I was that good that must be, you know, I'm going to heaven in that. Because I was that good, I take care of my family. But these two young sisters of mine being, you know, believers also, but knew a little bit more than what I did. And he's, you know, they told me, you know, if you should die today, are you going to heaven? I said, oh, sure. I must be because I'm that good. Everybody tells me I'm good. You know, I'm a firefighter, I have all of these accolades. You know, I can do all kinds of stuff. But he said, no. No, it's not good enough because of who we are. He said, only one person that can really, you know, get you to heaven. It's Jesus. I said, oh, wow. And, and it's free. All you got to do is believe and accept him as your Lord and Savior. I thought I was good enough to get myself there. He said, no. And it's the cross that allows all believers to get to heaven. That was quite a shock to me. So I need to kind of understand all of that. There. That's when my life again changed to who I really am today. But that is not how good I am, but how good the Lord is. So I'll continue what we're really focusing on is realizing that even in the hardest time that I thought, you know, uh, I was learning all of these things. It was the Lord that set me up in this situation to allow 
Look up Mauka. This is all yours. Mm -hmm. Look in the ocean. That is all yours. It is you to understand. It is all mine. I created all of this. So, oh, wow. So with that being said, it is not important who I am. So, I've been given the opportunity to be a To, when I retired from the firehouse, I, I did a lot of things and, you know, I was known for, you know, the parent that uh, knew how to cook and I, it was important that I take care of my family while they were in school. But then when I retired, you know, uh, lo and behold, somebody from Kamehameha School came to, you know, uh, our community and looking for someone to teach what I know about Hawaiian food. So this, you know, doctor from Kamehameha School, she's, she's part of the education uh, community up at Kamehameha School and doing outreach programs. She said, you know, we need someone to teach us about Hawaiian food. I said, shucks, man. I don't want to teach about uh, kalua pig and ch chicken and rice. Anybody can do that. And I don't think that's really that important. Anybody can do it. And she kept hounding me. And I said, you know what? Not only that, I'm not a teacher. I don't know how to teach. He said, and she told me, that's our job. All we ask is, yes. That's what happened. She kept coming after me, kept coming. I finally said, okay, I'm going to give her my chance. But I told you I'm not a teacher. She said, that's my job. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm a doctor about, is to teach. Okay, that's her job. And she said, you know, we have this outreach program for adult education in the evenings, and I want you to do whatever you feel that is important. And I said, this is what I want to teach. I don't want to teach Kalua pig chicken long rice. I want to teach Hawaiian nutrition. What we have that is good for our survival. Mm -hmm. She said, you tell me what you want and we'll give you all of the resources. This is who we are. The resources is ours. And whatever you choose, yes, we're able to provide for you. This is the beginning of my so-called uh, outreach to the community. So that was and after your retirement. There, you know, and moving into what people are relating to who I am. I never knew that, you know, I would be... Consider one of the, you know, the 
the wells of yeah. food and everything. Yeah, but, but here's the thing. What I've learned is that what I know is the so-called doctors in the Western world don't know what I know because it was in Hakipu. And I learned that for over 20 years. The experience of growing up around yeah, the food. and being curious about that. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to make the connection to how good our Lord is. I didn't know that, you know, but I got to learn all of these things. Mm -hmm. But then when I was up at Kamehameha School, I had all doctors come into my class as mentors to me, you know. Uh, Kikuni Blaisdell, number one. Claire Hughes, number two. You know, there was, uh, what's her name? Uh, she is the professor of biology. Limo, in particular. I can't think of her name. If you come up with it. But she's a small Chinese Hawaiian uh, person, graduate of Kamehameha School. You know, she is the master of Limu. And she was one of my uh, mentors. Then I have uh, Dr. Shintani, uh, who was able to come and, you know, uh, spend a few sessions with me. But all of these people were the so-called professionals that I was able to... Uh, attached to my presentation and I was uh, for almost four years up there and with that four years of this interaction uh, with these so-called doctors I was able to verify exactly what I knew mm -hmm. and it was not only good for me but it was good for them because they didn't have the time to be up in the mountain and in the ocean. So whenever they came to my class, that's what I presented in my class. If it was Limu, you know, uh, I, was, I brought all the Limu that I knew and didn't know. And this doctor will tell me, this one is good, that one is good. But what I learned, all Limu is good, but some not as good. But then we can choose, and she would call that, and we do too, Opala Limo. But what I've learned is that there is no known in our island or in our state that there is a poisonous Limo. They're all good, but that doesn't mean they all taste it's good. Yeah. So we get to choose, and that's another story. And, but so I got to know whatever that is. So. These are the things that I've learned. Dr. Blaisdell, you know, will speak for himself. He is the doctor of our nation, if you may say. You know, he was the one that created this Hawaiian Health Initiative and its law. So along, he did all the things so that we have the Hawaiian health system. It was he was one of the founders of that. He was the one that 
wrote up all of the papers for it. Dr. Claire Hughes is a, she's a nutritionist, so she was another one that spent a lot of time with me too. Mm -hmm. So uh, those two in particular that really, and then there's others, you know, but I wanted to just to focus on those four because of their background. But there's a lot of others that very important, but the list is long, but I just wanted to kind of give you an idea the impact of these people along with my, of what I know, is what I'm all about. So were, they, were their concepts, and declare, uh, were their concepts of food similar with the importance of spirituality yeah. in okay. the food uh, and the... Yes, you know, they the always come back to their roots also, because other than Dr. Shintani, they're all of Hawaiian ancestry. So, so they can say, foods. yeah, well, you know, but they were trained in the Western uh, education. But they understand the traditions of who we are. So we always look at the food to be medicine. Mm -hmm. I was the one that put it on the table, in other words. And that's what I am all about. So, so that food as medicine, um, during that time at Kamamea, during that, I know, you know, there was already all the reports of all the health disparities out there. Yes, and, absolutely. You know, yeah. All of these high blood pressure, cholesterol and whatnot. So Amen. was a lot of that geared towards um, those health disparities or? Yes, yes. Uh, and then there's social parts. But if we can take care of this part, with the mindset that we are that good, our kupunas was that good, we can get away from us guys, we're not that good. We have to feel good about ourselves so we can take that next step. And hopefully what we're talking about uh -huh. is to share with all of those that's listening to be sure that our kids feel that they're important enough that they can be competitive. Mm -hmm. But the reality of it is that they need to get an education, whatever that is, whatever they choose to. I'm not saying to only be a professor, mm -hmm. but be as good as a professor, whatever you're in. So be whether, passionate. Yes, so be whether, a, whether you're a farmer, you know, whether you're a carpenter, whatever you are. Be the best you can be. Mm -hmm. But food is the, the foundation of our health. But then our mind is important too. We got to feed that. And that's where the food process is very important. I've been able to connect all of these things. I've had, uh, you know, programs that prove it. And, you know, again, uh, you know, uh, I think for this, session. Anyway, I'll just share with you that we have been able, I uh, have been had had the good uh, uh, blessing to, uh, you know, share with uh, doctors out there that wanted to uh, further their theory about how good our food was. Uh, 
Claire Hughes is one of them. Uh, Dr. Chong, Blaine Chong, they're all Kabebea School of Aote. He was able, Dr. Chong, an athlete by, by passion. He's a sports medicine background, but he wanted to prove that our food is that good. Mm-hmm. And we used him as an example because he was uh, in a canoe club that was to, which participate in the Channel Crossing. You know, and we used him as a model as how much energy he had to come across. And what what uh, traditional foods was he incorporating on those? Everything that I taught. Okay, and I think it's way too many to really be yeah, very yeah, specific. Yeah. You know, complex carbohydrates. Yeah, you know, uh, all your. It doesn't matter what kind of vegetables, the darker vegetables, and part of the message is not saying specifically, but look at all the, you know, taro ulu sweet potato is all complex carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, that's what I'm saying. And people say, well, you know, it turned to sugar. You know what? That's your energy food. But the two that I mentioned is critical. Because we need those, and we need energy, and it turns to glucose, which is uh, sugar. Okay, it's another name for it. But that's kind of technical, and I'm not, you know, here to prove anything of that. But mm-hmm. you go see them guys, but talk to the doctors. You know, University of Hawaii's got all of these guys up there, and I work very closely with them too. But what I'm trying to say is just we don't need to know, know all of this. Our kupuna didn't know, uh, you know, all the uh, ABCs of vitamins and stuff. Mm-hmm. They always say it comes from Mauka. They, you know, they just look up in the sky. It's, that's where it, all the energy comes from. Mm-hmm. The Lord puts it in there. They never say vitamin A, B, or C and all of these other things. Western tells us you gotta eat this and that. Well, we already knew it, but in different terms. Yeah. So it's we have the great opportunity to know how wise our kupuna is in relationship in relationship to Western doctors. And the terminology of um, aipono. I know you uh, have a nice explanation of, you know. Yes, Aipono as you see, as yeah, see as the power it, of as the it, power of it. Um, you know, and, and that, like I said, you know, our kupuna said, you know, it comes from the Lord. They always look up, but we always look at the textbook. We say, oh, vitamin A, B, C, it's good for this, good for that. We eat in them all. Mm-hmm. Not only that, we have the limo, which is even more because of because of it coming out of the ocean. So there's all these other, uh, you know, micro uh, uh, thoughts in the, you know, in the Western world. So in, you know, I know I, since we got little kikis, I know you got a bunch of mo'opunas. I got 
you know, Kipukalani, our little daughter, 15, 16 months now. How would you explain, like, Aipono to the young Kiki? Okay. The best way is to feed them. But feed them in the way that you honor to. But with the understanding of, you know, of who they could, they'll reflect who you are, actually. Yeah. You know, if you like French fries, they're going to like French fries, too. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if they like taro ulu sweet potato, oh, they're going to like them, too. And I'm going to go down this weekend, and for 10 years, I've been with this uh, students from Kamehameha School who started from kindergarten. And they go every year to our Ahupua'a, which is in, well, they call it Kuloa Park, but we call them Hakipu'u because we know it's in Hakipu'u because mm -hmm. the Ahupua'a splits Kuloa Park right in half. So we live on the other side. So we do everything on our side of Kuloa Park. But then, you know. We so what you guys going to do at that, that gathering? You guys okay. going to do... Oh, okay. We always do projects. So this year, uh, they're going to make kind poi boards. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What I've introduced for breakfast is what I call, uh, you know, Hawaiian Superman, if you may say. And it's all complex carbohydrates of which all of our cereals are complex carbohydrate but there are more grain corns and stuff like that but it all falls into taro ulu sweet potato okay uh, I, I, you know rather than get too technical but uh, yeah let me just share a little bit about it that you do how you want to do with it taro ulu sweet potato are basically you know uh what there's two types of uh type, you know complex carbohydrates what where shucks i can't think of it but one that is rough you know like wheat and stuff they don't dissolve so it'll pass right through your your system They'll take everything that you, you know, as it goes through your guts, it takes all of the nutrients out of it. But you'll have a bulkier stool system. And it's an important part of it. Mm -hmm. Okay? Because those are like brushes. Yeah? All the fiber is still in there. And because it's, uh, it doesn't break down, it's like a scrubber. It cleans all your system. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, and then, but, okay. The other one is water soluble. Okay. It's, uh, it breaks down. Uh, and what it does, it not only gives out all of the nutrients that it has, but it, uh, absorbs all of the cholesterols that's in your system, the excess cholesterols, it absorbs it and takes it down. Okay? 
That's what it does. It absorbs. The other one is scrub. So both of them works in unison to get <laughs> okay, a no, cleaner system. system. Yeah, and part of it, <laughs> I'll just share that, that however it comes out on your, <laughs> is that, you know, I tell our, you know, the, those that is on my program, after a while I say, you know, check your toilet bowl. Yeah. You know, yeah, if your crap is floating, you should be happy because there's a lot of fiber in it, okay? So you know that your system is getting better, yeah. okay? That helps us to reduce uh, chances of colon cancer and all of those kind, because it's scrubbing your system down, okay? That's part of it. And, uh, you know, when you pass gas, it doesn't smell as bad. Also, that's okay, the other so part. If you pass gas and stink, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, the other one, and the other one when that your bowel movement sinks, yeah, then you have way too much protein in your fat, okay. because your body can only take so much. The rest is either going to pass in your, okay, in your, um, in your urine. And that's why you have dark urine too. So all of these indicators, but I thought I'd just give a little bit about the technology and the science of it. Mm -hmm. But this is what I have learned. And it is through all of these uh, so-called professionals, and that's their job. So this is what they took for eight, 10 years to, to know. Yeah. So with all these kupunas and practitioners and character, um, what would they consider people in our community who are like uh, characteristics of people who are excellent practitioners in our community? You think of like people who make ono food, you know, who yeah. are good ipono practitioners. You know, what would be characteristics uh, okay. uh, from your perspective? Yeah, uh, now, like I mentioned, oh, you know, what is... aspect. Yeah, ipono, what is it? Is it iono or ipono? You know, because we get tons, and I don't challenge them because they get good food. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I look at it, and most of the time, it's meat and rice. And that's not a good thing. I'll just say that mm -hmm. and be honest about it. Got to yeah. have more balance and more. You got to eat the rainbow. Got to eat the rainbow. Yeah. All the different that, colors. All the different colors. And that's where I come in and I do all of that. I did mention that I used what I call Hawaiian Superman. Had all the values of a excellent breakfast. Yeah. Has all the grains, that, you know, all of those that is important. And it's ono. You know, and I said it's that good that if we fed that to our children, you know, I grew up eating, uh, you know, poi as a cereal, you know. But, you know, we thought, well, that was ono too, you know, with uh, canned milk and sugar. That was our breakfast because we couldn't afford cereal. So we said, oh, wow, that's ono too. And, you know, fresh taro is good too, but 
today I mix all three. Oh, it looks, you know, awesome. Not only does it look awesome, it tastes good too. So it's that, feeding them that. Mm -hmm. You know, you can break it down. You know, baby maybe cannot chew as much. Hey, mash them. All of these things are important. Mix them with their milk. So that is one of the steps towards good health too. You know, there's other, you know, you know, we always like to have them stay closer to protein that's, you know, there's protein in, you know, even in the vegetables and grains and stuff too. But, you know, uh, fish is excellent. We, you know. How do you like uh, eating fish? Everywhere. Everywhere. Anywhere and everywhere. Anywhere, yes. And that's the beauty of it. On my program, which is basically 23 days, you know, I know that, you know, in that 23 days, although we don't only eat fish, but I know I can serve fish every day without serving the same fish. And each fish has a different, you know, you say, oh... You know, I like eat mullet, so steam mullet come first thing, you know what I mean? Or I like eat oil, okay, as lomi and all of that kind of stuff. You know, ooh, oh, you know, as another poke and all of that steam. All of these different kinds of things. Pulehu, you know, kala. All of these different ones. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I, you know, I, I just mentioned a few, manini, you know. My cousin, them, they eat the guts too. But they look at it first because they're what we call herbivores. They're limu eaters. Mm, yeah. So it's already half eaten. So <laughs> they eat okay, but it's a little bitter. But, you know, you can handle It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm not that brave, but I understand it. But yeah. Uh, my cousin, them, they like them. Like you know. Yeah. Get the aki in there too, you know, the aki, stuff like that. Then. That's what I'm saying about, you know. So we're ocean people, you know, what we get over here is good, get venison, but we're not going to only eat venison and rice. Yeah, you yeah, see what yeah. I'm saying? You know, we're not going to only eat wild pig and rice, you know. Yeah. So and a lot of it too, that's the other part. And that's where we start to have our medical issues mm -hmm. that's what I'm trying to so say. for like for like ohanas for young ohana sometimes they get like keikis and then you know trying to plan out their schedule with providing food for their ohana you know I know you mentioned the importance of eating together as on ohana that's one and on family and have conversation which is important and have conversation yeah it you is know. important so it's it, a relationship yeah you know uh, no cell phones on the table. When you're eating dinner? Yeah. We got to talk to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, guys all sitting down, nobody talking to each other. For a waste time, actually. Yeah, you got any tips for any young ohanas that maybe for, you know, make some meals or meal prepping or, okay. you know, as far as... Let me show you just an example without really say much to it. Auntie and I can only eat so much, yeah, and we get this. And this is what I do. This is ulu. This is kalo. 
Okay, we get so cook them already. Already it's cooked. all cooked, so it's in the freezer. Okay, so that's one of the methods. Mm -hmm. And then you know whatever you cook, you know put them in serving size. Yeah, that's yeah. That's the other part. You know, uh, so so it becomes only a meal, but you gonna make you know for many meals, but you don't have to you know. Every day, the next three weeks. Yeah, yeah. So we don't need to put them in a big Ziploc bag no, or whatnot. No, we, uh, I, exactly what I'm saying. You know, there's, now they get plenty, you know, plastic containers, yeah? And, and like, you know, get this kind or any kind, you know, you can put them in there. But try to get it to meal size. Meal size. Know, so that you eat them, you know, the next time. You're only going to have it one crack, you know what I mean? Because you know how much... You don't like have to deal defrost on the whole thing and then have to uh, yeah. split yeah, them off and refuse too, them. We put them all like that because, you know, they give us, you know, like when I go home, Chuck's, they gave us a whole gallon. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so I, I put them in containers, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. as an example. Okay, now that's a good tip for a lot of the younger families is, you know, creating, okay. you know... Keeping what your food in small right now portions. a little bit. Only what I was trying to tell you, okay, just to kind of get this idea and realizing that only Auntie and I here, yeah? Uh -huh. and we only can eat as much as we can. And I I make try to make sure that you know we don't waste, yeah. But I only to taste this. Let me give you a spoon. Oh, mahalo with this. Okay. That's kind of like the breakfast that we serve at the... So this is kalo. Yeah. Go ahead. Go. Yeah. Sweet potato, yeah. Mm. Oh no. And uh, a coconut milk, you know. So this is the breakfasts that you guys... We put out at the... Okay, well, we have cereal and everything. And you can mix them, you know. Uh -huh. Be creative. So, so you understand what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, yeah. And this is my method of doing what I do. Mm -hmm. But it's for... For us, for you guys over yeah. here. Although we can't eat it all, but you know, half. But we can, you know. Auntie likes it, uh, you know, fried and stuff like that too. That, that's another, you know, like French fries. So. Yeah, yeah. But again, we like it this way too. So we have options. You know, now we're into uh, poke salad, mm -hmm. poke bowls or whatever. But that. And I just told guy, uh, my gang down, say, oh, what are we going to do for Ipodo? I said, you know what? We're going to make poke. Because we're going to lay net and all of that. I said, you know, we're, we're going, we like use the fish, where we, what is over there, no. rather than the ahi and whatever. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna lay in it, and hopefully we catch, and we're gonna put them all in on the on the toss salad. 
sort of so 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 you can out. see yeah 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 with the color and the the varieties over there yeah but you can rainbow. go white yeah as, as far as the salad right you know you get your now they do uh you know the garden greens which is local you know so you support that part get everything inside there then you get at you know uh bell peppers and of multicolors and you know tomatoes you know uh, cucumbers for crunch and stuff you know uh, <laughs> you know you can be japanese you can be anything you know you can you know put you know tofu on the furukaki it's that wide open yeah yeah and i said you know rather than me trying to we'll create it down there whatever we get that's what we're going to do but then we'll have our regular meals for that the kids you know we're going to have spaghetti for for the first day because everybody coming in you know and how long this you guys doing this for one weekend uh, or thursday okay people start to come in on monday but it sunday but then most of the guys come in monday but the guys that come early can kind of set up the camp and stuff like that and then they're gonna make poi boards during the session this other master of limo he's coming uh uh what's his name ito ito is his name all right yeah yeah wally ito I've been around here too, so I'm glad that he's coming, you know, so, again, that idea of what I do, you know, I did a, you know, that kind of stuff, but again, understand who we are. Mm -hmm. Connected it's, to the traditional foods over here. Huh? Connecting to some of the... Exactly. The traditional foods. But and that's who we are, right? You know... We say, oh, but, uh, you know, our kupuna never do that. They're the most advanced, you know, uh, Polynesians, uh -huh. you know, or people in the world, if you may say. You know, they made the best kappa and everything. You know, kappa get loaded throughout Polynesia, mm -hmm. but they made the best, the finest and all of that. Poi, they make fun of us. Yeah, he said, oh, man, it's just like, you know, he said, you know what? Us guys that good. We only eat them lettuce. We make them fine, you know, smooth and all of that, because that's who we are, fine, smooth. So it's a uh, that thought, yeah, you know, yeah, because yeah. you know, how you. But the value is still the same. However you do it, the value is not lost. It's in the creativity that allows us to go to wherever it's going to go. That's what this is. You know, like, we're going to get that limo person, whatever he, she, he finds, we're going to put him right in that salad too. Because it's a vegetable. Mm -hmm. So, so, I guess I'm putting everything in there. Yeah. You know, uh, we had a... Uh, Blaine Geisen. You know, because I was teaching up there. And... He was, you know, he was, you know, somebody that really paid very close attention to his health mm -hmm. because of 
his, his background. Athleticism and background. Yeah. And, great and he always, you know, you know, always had, uh, you know, dry fish and poi come up uh, pre-game meal for him. Yeah, his father then used to send him up for him. And he said, you know, he's been very fortunate. He's never had any major, you know, uh, injury. And he likes to think because that's how, you know, he ate. So just with that, then mm -hmm. I'm sure he ate, you know, good also. But I, I was able to do a, a, a was that a training program with him? Uh, you know, uh, the summer program up there for the football team. Oh, nice. Incorporating foods and stuff for the football teams. Yeah. Oh, was that the time that they were winning the state championship? No. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what was interesting, but, uh, but he believed in it. So yeah. I had Claire Hughes, so, so you know, they all, and I had others that was there, you know, and, you know, we following all of that. But had this doctor, Howley doctor up there, I'm sure he's, he's long gone already, but I can't think of his name right now. He didn't believe in what we were doing. Yeah. He said, well, you guys wasting your time. We get, you know, we get all science and stuff. So it was a little difficult, but... But all the stats show that it was good. And they have the stats up there. Mm -hmm. We have the stats over here that allowed, uh, you know, Molokai to get $4 million. Yeah, Robert Woods Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, I think connected to our food is very important, you know. Yeah, so so you can kind of see, but I, you know, I had, <laughs> yeah, like I said, Dr. Chong, because he was with uh, uh, Queens at that time too, but now he's private practice, but uh, but he was doing ER over here. You see, oh man, we get huge guys over here. And he wanted, so we did a couple programs, but we did where... He proved that, and we presented to the uh, Caucasus. Mm. And they, they had a conference over here, so all the Hawaiian doctors came over here. And, you know, he did that presentation, and they went send that to Kai for Kai funding, and they got, yeah, two millions from Robin Woods Johnson, two millions from Kai. Queens had to back up the other two million. Are you still running that program or powering that program? Um, well, you know, get, well, the program is basically power, but they use the money for Hawaiian health. You know, yeah. there's many aspects of it. We were able to start the, the training center for them, you know, but, you know, you know, the hospital. I shouldn't, but, you know, Molokai benefit, the Hawaiian health system benefit from it because, you know, it goes and shows that, you know, our health system here believes mm -hmm. in these kinds of things. 
So what, um, you know, since that, you know, you kupuna, how young are you now, Uncle? 80. 80. So 80, you know, in your 80 years, what do you see food looking like, say, 20 years from now or, you know, 30 years from now? Okay. My hope yeah, you're, you're is what you're seeing now being way more creative than I never think about. Because what you're eating now is way more creative. Than, those guys, there's poke, lomi, and all of that. That's oh. how I grew up. But that's not exactly, you know, I put, you know, like lomi o eel. Yeah, you know, we just make lomi o eel and eat them with poi. Well, I put them in that cherry tomato and use them as an order. Yeah, that idea. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's so wide creative, open. Creativity, creativity. That's what it is. But you cannot get away from the basics. No. If your foundation is good, you can take up any place you like. So the foundation is still gonna be there. It's gonna be there, and, and it has to be there. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, but that's where that come. Education is the key. Like I said, I teach you what I know. But whatever gonna come out is gonna be yours. It's gonna be Kamaka's one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you get that right. You know, so, you know. I, I put, you know, Hali Keloha because I recognize my tutu man. His name is Keloha. So has you know, we always say Hali Keloha Aipono. So it gives honor to my tutu man because mm -hmm. that's where he come from. The land that we live on, he was a believer too, but you know, that kind of stuff. But and I've been blessed, truly blessed. Four generations of people, yeah, doing the work, coming out, yeah, creating, yeah, uh, you know, and providing for the communities, yeah, yeah. So, again, like I said, you know, Tammy Dem is doing an awesome job, they're into the school system already. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, you know, they'll expand yeah, that. To yeah. At the time, you know, yeah. the guys for providing them. Yeah. Always but, for the you know, but it's that step, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so get that. The, you know, uh, we've worked with Hokulea, you know. Uh, they were able to take it on the canoe, but. Uh, just whoever wanted to eat it uh, could and to understand it and part of it is to learn the, the preservation of it in the travel mm -hmm. see if you know how food travels yeah and okay but uh, using a sense of tradition but there's you know challenges with that. Uh, within the the canoe family is that they put a lot of time in training that seems to be more important. Mm -hmm. You know, studying of the waves, stars, and, you know, location and all of these things, which is, and navigation, you know, in a sense, seamanship, which is extremely important. And the other part becomes more but they don't travel that far away, you know, in a sense, because technology allows us, you know, for me, my thought is, whatever the guys eating up there, they can put them on the canoe. 
because we stay just as long. And all I have to do is heat them up, right? But we don't have the advantage of the techno technology that they have, freeze, dry. We can, but we don't have the finances to bring it right down to us. But we can do samples of it and say, they started, you know, I, I tried to, but it's, it's hard to sell it to the voyagers because they get too much on their mind already. They, man, we got to go around Africa and all of these places. Mm -hmm. and it's important too, and do whatever else they need to do. But if you have groups of people kind of do the monitoring, then that's important too. Right? Technology allows us to do that. But it's not, you know, and they, they take things, yeah, there's not a lot, a lot of things that, because not everything you can take it with you because of customs and stuff. They say, yeah. oh, we're not going to allow this because, you know, it might ruin their things. There. Mm -hmm. And which is true too. You know, but we travel that kind of thing too. So that we're not lacking for technology in anything that we do, but we have to understand this is the basic. Taro Ulu Sipati. That's the foundation of who we are. The ocean is the other one. Yeah. Mauka is the other one. Yeah, we've been doing that, you know, trying to do weekly kuis and, you know, just providing food for our own ohana. Yeah. You know, just getting in the routine of continuing to provide food and, you know, yeah. just making sure that we understand the importance of our food that, you know, our ohana sits around the table, pule, yeah. to enjoy our foods, yeah. you know. And that was, you know, it's kimo. still important in our family too, you know, but then it's only Auntie and I, but our associates are, you know, we... You know, we have that kind of family here because there's only two of us. Everybody else is non-blood, but still our family, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what it is, and it's important. So I think, you know, I don't know if you have any more, but I kind of did what I told you. If there's any more mm -hmm. questions... You got any... Um, I know this is, you know, like any recent meals that you was like, oh, man, this... You know, this was, oh no, you know, yeah. you know how the poke salad, the poke salad. Yeah, you hear me? Yeah, and the, the reason I say that, it works extremely well for here. Since you got a lot of the resources around, right? You know, but now Anini go catch the fish. All of them stay in the market right now, and they sell it in, you know, uh, you know. Six ounces, eight ounces, perfect for Auntie and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and even if one pound, it's okay too, because then, you know, that's what, 16 ounces. So that's, we can be Couple a little bit. Yeah, but we try to stay in a half pound, so four ounce, four ounce, you know, kind of think for ourselves, because we try to stay protein, you know, four ounces. So it's like a real balanced, yeah. balanced meal. Okay, the other part is, Auntie cannot have duck green vegetable because of the medication that she takes. So it affects her her metabolism. So we have to stay more lighter green. So I use, as an example, instead of uh, the garden vegetables, I use romaine lettuce, you know, but then she eats 
the bottom part of it because it's more white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I use sprouts because it's white too. But it has the values, you know, like the different sprouts that, mm -hmm. you know, you know, chops we mix, so all of those kinds of things. But I'm careful about that kind of stuff. But I try to, you know, cucumbers are excellent, you know, for the crunch. But then, like I said, the stuff is, you know, we buy, uh, you know, okay-poke, you know, like... Uh, Taco poke, you know, Korean style, you know, Japanese style, Hawaiian style, you know. Yeah, I guess, you know, a lot Korean of it, style. the basics and then using your creativity to create. There you go. But, you know, even that simple salad, you know, anti is good, you know, and we have this. So, you know, it cannot be more balanced than that, that. We go very satisfied. Yeah. You know, and then I use venison too. You know? Yeah. So you guys eat a lot of salads then? Yeah. Well, we try to. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I eat a lot of poi myself. But Auntie cannot, she doesn't like poi. For some odd reason, she grew up not liking it. So, but there it is. Yeah, there it is. It's in you can a eat different it that form. Way. Yeah. But so she eats, I eat this way too, but. I eat poi a lot. Good. Okay, you got any um, last messages for, you know, the next generation of food people, of Ohanas, of, you know, yeah. Aloha Aina warriors when it comes to... Okay, you know, uh, I, I think when it comes to warriors, okay, uh, because, you know, we put a lot of emphasis on warriors, yeah, because that's who we are, you know. So you're talking about, you know, uh, like, come on out crab them guys they're considered warriors yeah they're all you know that's who they are you know and they come from that kind of lua background so ahakani was focused on the man that. the native man yeah the, yeah but then they were all warriors but then we serve them this you know can go wrong Mm -hmm. It's exactly what it is. But because they eat them, the family couldn't eat them. That's what I say. Yeah. Let them be the example. And let them be the strength of it. So I've done a lot of... With so that the importance thing. of the makuas eating... Is, is to buy into this. Eating the right foods or and, eating and the to make sure foods so that the next generation see, okay, can... One of the problems, initial problems, is getting... Yeah, the Kani to believe in it. Because we still like, you know, meat and rice. Mm -hmm. If you change, get good chance, your family change. So Aha Kani is that idea. For me, in my programs, I put a lot of emphasis. I gave priority to families. In the Western programs, they try to get the sickest people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So they can get the stats. Mm -hmm. But if you're healthy, the stuff not going to change that much. You understand what I say? That's the background behind all of that. So the guys, you know, and that's how they started this whole idea of Hawaiian health. But they were going to the extremes. I don't. 
I said, hey, this is what we are. This is who we are. It's Ono. And I got to prove to you that it's Ono. You know, uh, okay. Uh, uh, papaya is not Hawaiian, but you know, we're known for it too. One of the better fruits to have, and we have it. We try to have it daily too because it's good for you. But uh, I eat it with kind too. You know, uh, uh, what do you call Not or the lemon or the lime one. No. Uh, Honey. No, 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 no. <laughs> you mean the cottage cheese, though. Cottage cheese. Oh, cottage yeah, cheese. I was trying to think oh, of. Okay, cottage yeah, cheese. I was going to say cream cheese, but yeah, cottage yeah. cheese. Popeye so, is a cottage cheese. Yeah, I love it. Good. So, that's part of my breakfast. Okay, you know. And we go out and have breakfast too. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I have that before we go, so, you know, it's all good. Good. And then Kanimitsu Bakery in the special, they have papaya too, so. So I, I, if we're not eating it here, I'll eat it there. But if I go into the, okay, the drive-in, so I eat my papaya whole. <laughs> Stuff like that. You gotta so, balance them all out. What are you gonna oh, eat? Yeah, eat them? <laughs> yeah. And then I think of Auntie a lot. So, you know, she only eats two meals. So the salad is something that we put a lot of emphasis in. We eat around two, three o'clock, and we're good. But I, I'm a grazer too, so I try to eat every day. Throughout the day. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so that's the kind of thing that I do. Well, mahalo, mahalo. Mahalo for the time. <laughs> Thank you for the conversations and sharing with all of our Leo Cooper listeners on, you know. However on, that on come your... up, but you <clears throat> might, you know, I I would prefer if, you know, you can edit it so that you can take out all of the rambling parts of it. So it's okay. <laughs> so but we, I, we, we let them go. go okay. We let them go. I, okay, I, I, just yeah, let it be. Okay. They're they okay with it. You know, it's, because... Uh, like I said, that uh, video, well, they, you know, they took miles and, of it and, and then, yeah. And check out that video too, you know, um, OEV TV or OEV made that video yeah. on um, the Naloea series. Out of Master, yeah. You can go check them out, Uncle Herbert. Yeah, I, I just happened to see about, uh, 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 like I said, Sunday, kind of threw me off. I didn't expect to be on it, but... <laughs> You know, uh, I was never told that today when I went up there, he said, oh, I saw you at the event. Amen. But I had the part where I ended up at church here because, you know. Yeah, your spirituality I, is Yeah, you know, so, so it takes, you know, like I said, you know, uh, party was part of my life too, you know, so. But then, you know, you got to come, you know, you know, that's part of your life and it's okay, you know, but. As you, you know, grow in your your life, you get to understand what becomes more important. Even at this stage, you know, I cannot go diving and stuff like that. Not I cannot, but I choose not to. Uh, but then over here, as Kupuna, they bring them all over here anyway, so <laughs> I don't have to. And you know, but teaching it, uh, all of that. But then 
in the store get loaded. Like I said, it's only two of us. Uh -huh. But you did. But you know, like I said, you know, I've been blessed to be eighty years old. Eighty years old, man. You're looking good, Uncle. <laughs> Thank well, you for all the work you've been doing for our uh, community, well, you know, Uncle. And uh, I'm blessed with that. And like I said, you know, I, I, I didn't want to say that in a sense. So, you know, if it's still going on. But, you know, basically, I don't, you know, I just do. But if you get money, I take up. You know what I mean? You yeah. accept the donations. Yeah, yeah, donations. I, 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 but, you know, like these different programs. They have money for it, you know, so mm -hmm. it's okay, yeah. you know, and, but I, but it's all training, you know, and then get, you know, programs over here, you know, the guys, oh, uncle, shoot, you know. So you got it, you got anything uh, for the next 10 years that you planning on oh, doing no. that you need cocoa? Are you retired, you retired? You, yeah, just, just relaxing uh, early. Yeah, just let it be let whatever it, be. it is, you know, Good. I'm not going to. That's not for me. I, yeah, I yeah. leave, you know, like today, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you call up. Oh, okay, shoot. Yes. You know, oh, okay. Uh, I know. One thing I going down. You know, the end of this week, go, go down, spend with my granddaughter. You know, one. You know. That's Friday. important. You know, the family. It is. Time it and, is. You know? you know, and you know, Oscar. It's all her, her gang now. Yeah, it's all her classmates and all of the family that. It's one big family, you know, get 100 guys over there. So, but they're learning something else too. You know, they learn, uh, you know, take care of land too. Mm -hmm. You know, they plant coconut trees and stuff. So, they've been planting for all these years. Uh, you know, they go clean the shoreline and stuff like that. You know, they go mauka help and stuff like that you know the ranch and you know go clean up <clears throat> so it's all these kinds of things and like I said you know over here uh, uh, you know I help with school kids to you know they like learn and then uh, it's fun you know uh, I like to teach and then you know it's not because they no more money, so it's all good too, mm -hmm. you know. But you know, then I see kids going college, thinking about things like this. I said I always encourage them. Education is important. Go that that was your point, huh? Go, go. Yeah. Because you know, I, educate the people, man. Yeah, and come home. And come home. Yeah, and come home. No, go someplace else. You know. So all our mainland listeners, hey, make sure you guys. Get come your home. education and then yeah, come and, home. Yeah, and, you know, I'm not saying, you know, soon you graduate, come home. But maybe there's a little bit more out there to, you know. But wherever you go, remember to know who you are. Mm -hmm. And you can teach it from there. But we need you guys here to do the formal part of it. I like, and Walter really talks about it, but I've been thinking about it for years. And that's the good thing, because the ranch is for sale. We should get them and do exactly what I'm telling you. Bring that ranch back to life. Even from here, because 
Hawaiian homes get them all the way to the top. I, but we're, we get challenges with in the Hawaiian homes. That right across the street is, uh, is assigned to the ranch cooperation within Hawaiian homes. So they get, you know, that organization. But they don't use them. Mm -hmm. So, well, you know, let us take care of them. But it's not a hard thing. We have to deal with that too. But the opportunities are there. Yeah. You know, bring back, uh, you know, the bringing back the native plants that's supposed to be here to take care of the erosion. Uh, not all the plants are bad, but right now, let me show you the. Okay. Okay. This. Well, well, uh, we'll go, oh, um, okay. Oh, we, well, let's close, close up. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, 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 yeah, Mahalo Nui, Uncle. We're going to take a tour of the property and everything yeah, like that. Um, but Mahalo Nui, once again, uh, to our guest today, Uncle Herbert Ho, for joining us on Leo Koopa. Uh, any final words, Uncle? Uh, yeah. Take care of our Lahui. You know, and family is so important. Then, you know, with all this education and we no more family, it doesn't make sense. You know, we need to pass it down. And we have this great opportunity and just love one another, share the aloha. Mahalo, mahalo. And mahalo to all our listeners. Um, Leo Kupa is produced by myself and Mr. Kavika Brown. Please share this podcast with your ohanas. Also rate this podcast on iTunes to help make it easier for people to find. Uh, subscribe to our mailing list, huimauliola.org. Uh, check us out on the socials, Instas, and Facebooks. And if you have any questions or comments, if you want to reach uh, Uncle Herbert over here, Kahe Amai, give us a call. Mahalo for the stories and Leo Kupa today. Anakala Herbert Ho. Mahalo Nui. Nui ki aloha. From... Anakala Herbert Ho, Oao Kamaka Nui Ahailono, Ola. Ekiakua Manalo Alai Lalo Kekai, Naomakua Yakahina Kua, Yakahina Alo, Kahikina Komohana Nakupuna. Mahalo Piha, Eho Mai Ka Ike, Kaikaika Kamana Keola. Mania Uko, Mania Mako, Mania Kako, Amama Uano, Eho Oman, Noe. Ah, I'm for your time, Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.